leons.ca. Welcome in to the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Toronto Maple Leaf edition for the next hour. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick. We're on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6 Eastern. We will try desperately for all you Leaf Nationers to lift your spirits up (laughs) in the next hour. But as I look over to Sammy, I'm thinking we may dig the hole deeper for you. I'm not sure where we're going to go in the next 60 minutes, but we'll we'll do our best here. So the Toronto Maple Leafs lose for the fifth time in six games. The Ottawa Senators scoring three times in the third period to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3 and pick up just their second victory in three weeks. Uh, I think the biggest concern is keeping the puck out of their own net. Yeah. They've allowed 34 goals, JB, in just seven home games this season. That is something no one saw. I think well. that's, well, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we saw. Challenges on that blue line yeah. right out of summer For training sure. camp, first few weeks. But no one saw just the Sharks having more allowed at home than the Leafs. Yeah. One more. Yeah. Oh, just not, one not, more. Not a ton more one, either. One singular puck in the net. Yikes, 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 yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes, yikes. You know, I think the best way I can describe <laughs> where the Leafs are at is that they are now who everyone thought they were years ago. Right, Everyone kind of didn't believe that the Leafs had figured out defense and they're like, ah, they're a one-way team, they're a run-and-gun team. But like they had locked it down. Were they seventh in goals against last year? They'd been fifth the year before. This has been a very good defensive team. They are now who people thought they were, to misquote Romeo Cronell. And that's a bad, bad thing. They are one of the worst defensive teams in hockey as of today. So, boys, now what? I'm out of words. <laughs> That's bad news because we got a lot of time left. Uh, what now is uh, you you have to start challenging these guys uh, between the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs, two of the uh, the biggest storylines on teams that are supposed to contend and not contend. And I get what you're saying, JB, but yeah. they cannot be this bad. They cannot be. And, and Are you saying you think they're better than this? Yes, okay. I do. And I'm not saying that uh, it, it's enough to get them to a conference final or a Stanley Cup final, but there, there's, just, there's just no way collectively, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, 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 they, if they just tighten up a little bit and start – Looking after little things, I think, I think there's vast improvement to be made here without necessarily going out there and changing personnel. I, I just, you don't I, see I it. I think they're bad, man. I think their D's really. You think they're, they're, they're that bad? I think their defense collectively as a team is really bad. I think Max see, Domi is a bad defensive player. I think John Klingberg is one of the worst defensive players in the National Hockey League. Ryan Reeves is a train wreck. Like I don't think that Keith can be like, here's where you stand in the D zone. 
like if you don't have that commitment, it's not a part of your built-in, you know, one of the things that we had talked about this year was that defensive play and the guys who left. And yeah, you didn't love some of the stuff about Kerfoot or whether it be Engvall or, I don't know, Hall, Shen, O'Reilly, Bunting, Achari, Lafferty, Kerfoot, all those guys. You may not have loved everything about them, but they defended as a priority, most of them. Not Bunting in that group, but this group here, Kip, I just, I don't think it's on the coach. These guys have been career bad defensive players. Do you want to make a comment before I go to Sheldon Keefe? Because I want to hear him last night. And there's things that I picked up from what he said last night where I'm like. Hot. Yeah, he was hot. And he, he, he should be hot, but. Uh, I, I think he's a guy that needs to look in the mirror too. Uh, he's, he's right in there with them. So do you want to comment before we go to Keith? Yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah. For the first, like for the first time in this sort of era of Leafs hockey, since they've gotten good, like this is the worst that I've seen the supporting cast look. Like Like I am legitimately heading into worried about the playoff standing. Oh boy, I am. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to. I want Sheldon Keefe on on what he what he saw last night uh, off the clip one for Kippers Clippers. I scored on the penalty kill off a of skate and then uh, gave them two gifts. <laughs> that's how the game got away. Oh, and man, yeah, that, was a, that was a fast clip. <laughs> yeah, very fast clip. As fast as the I was game got getting away. All set up here. <laughs> I'm like, settling in uh, for a good listen. Is, he's done on the clip one. Yeah. Go, go clip Time. two. All right, go, go clip, clip two. two. Yeah. Some bits individual, some bits collective within the structure. Um, some of it's just being committed to it. You know, we sit in here and we celebrate guys who score big numbers and score a ton and all that kind of stuff. We don't talk enough about what we give up. That's the reality. We got to prioritize keeping the puck out of our net. Bad news, pal. We're going to talk about it. Well, okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. This is basically Kipper buzzing This in his is ear. me. This is your take. This is me right up my alley here. I know. I sat here days ago, and you are ready to give Austin Matthews a statue. Yes. Okay? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, time out here. <laughs> I don't care about his 50 or 60 goals right now because it doesn't matter when I watch them as a team. It is Austin, it's Mitch, it's Willie, and it's Tavares. Mm-hmm. And yes, they have good numbers. But, and it goes to your point. We watch the A team, and then we've got a bunch of seat fillers. Mm-hmm. And the last thing they do is look like a true team. And he yep. nailed it individuals we celebrate austin matthews goal a game history broken records blah 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 and he says it and we said it a, a days ago a week ago and now he's catching on i think it's insane kip i think it's insane to look at that game last night and i i think he had a hard time with they didn't change in one play no no but no like, no no I, they don't change. They don't change. Ever. That's fine. They I agree. They're the worst line change team. I've, I've, I've played junior hockey. I've played American. They are the worst I've ever seen. The thing with this, Kip, 
is that they have been the same core of this team that has had great defensive numbers. They haven't changed. Mitch Marner has been, we talked about him for a Selkie. You know, we talked about Matthews in that conversation too. These guys have been great, not good, great defensive players no, in their NHL have not. Yes, no, they have. they have not. They absolutely okay? have. Okay, they've been okay, but it I hasn't been. I don't know what been, it is. You don't it, want to see that. JB, they have it, been. It, they, they've been. They, they've won one round in seven years. Don't I, tell me they've been great. I, they haven't scored in those games. They haven't scored in the playoffs. It, it's not transcending to a team structure and environment for them to win. Okay? Maybe they've just gotten away with it all this time. And when they've gotten worse, as you had just mentioned, yeah. now it's called upon even more, and they've gotten worse they have not gotten better defensively they're getting worse they're getting worse the supporting cast was so much worse that when they have one night where they don't play well it is of course they're in the spotlight because they've been good every other night they are chasing their cookies that's all they're doing when you have bad when you have bad line changes it's because you want to be out there to get your goal and when you watch or no the, one else in your team can get it done. You watch these line changes, and uh, the it was the the two one, the two one uh, goal. Uh, was it the one there? Second Ottawa second goal. Ottawa second goal. Yeah. Uh, Claude Giroux waiting around the corner. We watched uh, Klingberg kind of fall down. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, he fell. But that's Marner. That's Matthews, and that's um, nice. Nice. Okay, they're out there close to a minute. Nyes wants to go and make one more rush. Mm-hmm. That had red line and deep written all over it. He was it. in a one-on-four but when he you know what? over. Um, the Hobie Baker guy um, on the Leafs' number one line, I am now going to be this hero here. So yeah. I'm going to go up. I'm going to stop up, right? When, when it should be deep and I'm off, I'm going to go up and make one more play. And yeah. I'm going to go find 34 to score another goal. He's coming in. Matthews all of a sudden sees a close off on knives. And now he understands that he ain't getting his another crack at the cookie. So he's going to have to come off the ice when the play's already going the south on them. So now you got Marner, a tired Marner out there. You got knives out and then a bad change that he hangs out uh, Max Domi to dry on, on, on the back check. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, it's, it's in the net. That's what he's saying individual. Yeah, that, that, that's it right there. Well, he is he saying that's individual, or is he saying what am I going to tell you that Klingberg Klingberg's no good, that Domi can't help us out defensively? Like, there is individual uh, performances that are not great. Obviously, it has to start as little as line changes. I think right, yeah. nobody notices and, line changes. Well, and Keith does. Keith is a big guy on setting up the next line in a right spot. I've worked with him enough to know how, it's a priority how, for him. How, how is it a priority for him when it's been so bad for a long time now? I mean, I just don't agree that it's been bad for a long time. I agree it's been bad this season at times. I agree last night there was a bad change. There's a couple of bad changes. It's just for me, you know, you're looking at why is this team worse defensively this year? They've been good, whether you think those two have or not, Marner and Matthews. The team has had great defensive numbers for years. So what's different this year? Is it that over 12 or 13 game Matthews and Marner and Nylander and Tavares suddenly stopped defending? Or is it that everything else around them changed and is worse? Because I know which one I think it is.
Yeah, Tavares, uh, they, they extended their shifts, too, last night, too. I didn't like the... I'd be curious to look the, at the shift fi- lengths of the, the Leafs the, the five, four three, guys. I bet if they're longer than... Uh, the 5-3 goal, the, the tic-tac-toe with, yeah. uh, with uh, Tarasenko and uh, Stutzel. Yeah. A- another one. All three guys, deep. Willie actually made a good change. Willie, Willie made, made a, a good, good change. change. Yeah. And then, but Tavares is going to go back one more crack. And it's like... And a terrible forecheck, eh? We, we looked at that where it's just like all three guys dive in, one pass beats them, and it's a three-on-two the other way. And Klingberg again spinning around like a top. Just no idea which guy he's got. Yeah. It just this, it's, to me, it's just fundamentally so bad right now on just those little things that add up to very big things for the Leafs. Yeah. And to be honest, they've gotten away with it this year, Kip. Like, they, they have six wins in 13 games. And they're fortunate to have those wins so that they can figure it out and the season's not lost. You know, like in Edmonton, you win five straight and you're seven and eight. But, but they're not far off from the Oilers. No, I know. They're, well, like a couple of results go the way they potentially right. should have here that's, in this early season. For sure. They're like in the Oilers that's what conversation. I mean. They've won a couple overtime games. Yeah. They've snuck out some points they haven't really deserved. Came back from a 4-1 deficit. Yeah, like, like it gives them the leeway now to, okay, you win a couple of games and you're in a pretty good spot standings-wise, whatever, mm-hmm. where the Oilers don't have that luxury. But yeah. they have gotten away with it to be as, you know, nearly a 500 team here. And when I see uh, the lack of discipline on line changes, when I see tired guys, when I see... I, uh, the gap, um, the breakouts where, again, they, they, they want the 50-foot passes. They want – how many have been missed and gone for icing this year? I've lost track. A lot of icing. They, they, they lead the world in the icing. The disconnect yeah. between the defense and the forwards is horrible. And that's why I'm not the first guy to just say their, their defense sucks. And I know it's not good. But I don't know how much better it could be mm-hmm. if these guys worked as five-man units. Yeah, I have no doubt that it, it could be. Like, it could be if they defended the way that last year their team structure was, it would look a lot better. That's why I chalk it up to personnel. That's, to me, what's different. But you're right. If you convince these guys that it's a priority here, and you know maybe it wasn't a priority in Arizona, or it wasn't one in San Jose, or it wasn't one in Anaheim, where a lot of these guys came from, but they need to understand it's a priority here, so maybe there's some learning curve. And I know Keith talked about that. We got half our team new, I think he said, which is a little dramatic. But, you know, it's it to me is that these guys either haven't played on teams where that structure is that important or they just never will because they haven't in their careers. Everybody pointing the finger at the, at the blue line. Let's get Sheldon Keith's thoughts on what's wrong with the defense last night. We did we play this? Yeah, we played this. Oh, we did? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, how, how about where do you go from here? Well, okay, then where do you go from here? We'll go to that one. Uh, it's it's early, you know. Maybe it's maybe it's too early in a lot of guys' minds, but you know, it's it's time to time to pull it together here. We got to we got to get our game in order and do all that we can to take care of each other, take care of guys who are struggling, whatever position it is, the team, the cohesion of the group, the process that you play with should take care of everybody. Um, and that's where we've been disconnected at times. This is, this is, uh, you know, this is different than some of the things we've gone through in the past. You know? So this is the group's got to really pull together here. Okay, keep in mind here in about 15 minutes, we're going to go with, uh, and meet up with Gord Stellick, Sportsnet 590, the fan, and of course, uh, 
former Leaf general manager, and always uh, welcome his insight uh, into our show. So uh, I don't know if I can recall. I, I got to go back to my days, guys, mm-hmm. when I've seen um, a guy probably take as much heat uh, as Larry Murphy did in my era. Like, it was ugly. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know if between Larry Murphy and John Klingberg, there's been another guy that... Uh, uh, there's been a few. Give me a name. Gardner. Gardner. Took a beating. Justin Hall took a beating for multiple years here. But this, I no, agree no, no, with no, 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 no. Not this bad this quickly. Oh, this quickly? No. Okay. Nothing's been this quickly. This, this is 0 to 10. Yeah. Like that. I don't think that I've ever years. seen. Yeah. <laughs> that took a year build up. <laughs> that was a longer burn. I this think what kills with Klingberg, obviously the money is one thing. No, it's a big Come thing. Come with me. The yeah. money's a big thing. <laughs> I don't know what that drop was. I don't think that may be. I don't know that I've ever seen a player with more ability struggle more. Like seeing him skate, he dances over the ice. And he shoots it and he's crisp with his passing. And it's like, man, this guy, what a bunch of skills. I've never seen someone worse so with more tools they asked about him last night and keith was just short and he said they need to protect him better right he's starting in the ozone 65 percent of the time Dude, I don't know. this is this what is does from, that mean though this, tell me what that means just listen to this number from this is from kevin papetti on twitter it says entering tonight's action there were 188 defensemen with 100 plus minutes at five on five klingberg has started just 5.6 percent of his shifts with an defensive zone faceoff that ranked 187 of 188 and here's There's what not else, much more Keith can do. And here's I, what else I can tell you. Out of 140 defensemen who have played 150 minutes, Klingberg is 139 out of 140 in terms of allowing high-danger chances. When he's on the ice, he's almost the worst defenseman in the NHL at allowing chances from in front of the goalie. So how I, do you protect that? I don't know how you protect that. I, I wish he would uh, have kind of... It might be what you're talking about with team defense. Like, he wants better structure from everyone. I'd, I'd like the right to, way. I, I would like to see, yeah, everybody under that environment, and him included. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably what you're talking about. But in the meantime, uh, how, how do you just kind of hang him out there like this? And well, just, they're going like 7 pinata right now. I know. They're going 7-D uh, on Friday night, it sounds like. Well, they're, they're leaning towards it, depending on availability. Like they did, He did the whole key thing of couching it and making sure everybody's ready, but it looks like Reeves, is, they had a long chat after practice, according to all the media members that were there. Reeves or Clint? Reeves. Yeah. Is Reeves looking like he might be out to go to 11-7 and seven and we're in November. But, you know, I don't, I don't mind 11-7 and seven because they've basically been going 11-7 and seven or 11-6 and six for a lot of the year. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, you know, I've watched a lot of bad players in my day, the Leafs, but I just, it's hard to remember a guy that just makes such glaring errors yeah. pretty much every shift. And I feel for him. He, he I can't imagine what he's going through. Yeah. He needs a night off. Like seven may not be the answer. He doesn't need to dress and sit in the bench and watch no, William Legacy. No, but he, he could use just a, a reset. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think it's the best but thing for him. Well, I think what it is is like, we want you to sit up there and just watch a game, sit one out. Take a breath. You know, like maybe just a different vantage point will help you for a sec. Because this ain't working, right? You can't just keep doing the same thing. It's just you're delaying the inevitable here. Which is that he finding guys, you're, some I, like, I don't want to say it. He's like, you can't load him. He's killing you. 
You're trying to be yeah. in your cup contending window. And he, sh- him and, yeah, and a few others. For sure, but, okay. Anyways. Yeah, listen, I, I something needs to reset or break here. Yeah. You just can't throw them to the Wolves this weekend uh, against Calgary and Vancouver and think this is he's going to snap out of it. What's most concerning, I think, for me, it is not just the cling thing, but usually when the Leafs have struggled early in the season, I go to my fancy stats pages and it's like the underlying numbers, they still get a lot of chances. They still don't give up a ton. Like they're in a quadrant of the league with Chicago, Montreal, St. Louis. Like they're in the wrong realm here. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's bigger than just Klingberg. That's Yeah. And uh, today is my data right for the Toronto Star. I put mm-hmm. an article on uh, the new guys and uh, the patients running thin with uh, all of them, with the exception of Max Domi, who's trending a little bit more upwards with uh, his move at center, his ability to skate, make a pass. Uh, it's real nice, nice to have someone in the third line who can make a play Nice like that. dish and full marks to Nick Robertson for That's showing a, finish, a set of hands. That's a tough finish. To put... A backhand sauce. That's a beautiful that pass. barely Up landed and stairs. was stretched out it's a and had flying to... saucer. Yeah. I, I didn't even think Max could make that pass that on was... his back yeah. hand, and let alone Nick Robertson would be able to yeah. one time it. Uh, up and in. At that point, it looked like you know, okay, the Leafs did it so, again. You know, yeah. If um, you look, if you zoom out on that game last night, they carried yeah. a lot of the play. Like you know, they weren't like horribly outclassed. They got bad goaltending, which yep. we haven't mentioned yet 20 minutes into the show and it's kind mm-hmm. of a big story. Yep. You know, yep. and and a couple of glaring defensive errors. Part of the uh, article that I wrote today in the Toronto Star that uh, is on my uh, Real Kipper uh, Twitter account uh, is the fact that Sheldon's start, he's got to get real tough with these guys. And I suggested the best way you can do that and the only way a real coach can do that is you take your candy away from them. Their candy away from them, and that's the ice time, mm-hmm. and that that that's that's where it's headed here. And Ryan Reeves, guys, okay, can he not start the game like he did that last shift? Like angry at someone? Yes. Yeah. Can we not see that at the start when the game's on the line, not when it's been decided? That was a little. I, I was. I could barely watch. I was cringing. It's I couldn't horrible. Watch. It we don't need. Yeah, this is not right? the time to be. And this is where, like, a hey, Sheldon wouldn't even look no, no, at him it, and give it to him. I was like, oh, I, I, I go to Sheldon Keith. Hey, Sheldon, what is he even doing on the ice in the last minute, minute and a half? What do you want him to do out there? You want him to start a fight so he can get suspended and you get fined ten thousand dollars? Well, what, you want Marner out there with a game and a hand down three with I, Zach no, McEwen? But it, give me. Give me every, anybody else. Yeah. And nothing's going to happen anyways. Nothing is going to happen. But for Ryan Reeves to go out there on the last shift and play Macho Man. I think on, he when feels the game, when the game's away over, and knows he has to make himself relevant. That's over, all it is. What is the point? He, yeah. I just think it's like, what's the point of anyone putting them over the boards? Like, you're just running out the clock at that point. I don't know. But you're right. Reeves is... But, you know, Definitely a fire starter in that type of setting. I get it. But if he's looking for something or if he's looking for McEwen, you had 58 minutes between you and your head coach to find out when somebody's on the ice to go send a message, go talk to them, go 
face wash somebody mm. and start a scrum that doesn't necessarily can put your team in the penalty box for two minutes. Like third and fourth liners know how to do that. Yep. Without costing their team. That's what you're paid for. That's what your your experience is supposed to do. It's a tough it's, role. Your your job out there is to change energy or to add energy. And there's so many different ways to do it. And since those first two games for Ryan Reeves, nothing. Feathers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and like their best shift they get scored on last night, right? Yeah, yeah maybe their best shift of the season. Yeah. The and then it just line. goes down the other way and goes in your net. It's just such a hodgepodge of fourth line. They called up uh, Holmberg again, yeah. sounds like, which is something. You know, we have Keith on comparing the slow start. We have him on the adversity. You know, you know can it help a team? Either those appeal to you, for, or do you want to go to him today on progress defensively? He was much more positive today. Well, we those clips so far for, were from last night, right? Yeah. And we hear a little bit more spring in his step yeah. today in his comments. So let's go. I bet let's, he liked the video. Let's throw to uh, one of his clips from the morning skate. Clip seven, Derek. Again, I look at the last couple of games different than what we've had. I think we've been pretty connected defensively. Again, we're not giving up a lot. It's just it's these key moments. Yesterday, that goal to start the first uh, or second uh, period, we're on the ice too long. We're tired. We're back-checking tired. Can't defend tired in the NHL. Um, so it's just little things like that. When we're fresh and we're competing... We're defending, we're defending well. It's just these moments we got to do better. Today's practice, guys battled, competed. You know, maybe as hard as we have all season uh, in practice today, especially for a practice coming off of a, a, a game night. Um, that to me shows that the guys are well aware of what's going on and they want to fix it. But uh, I see things trending in a positive direction. Uh, Lagason and. Uh, uh, Benoit coming in, those, like these guys have given us good minutes, and and there's something for us to build upon there. Yeah, see, I'm 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 more on his side right now on okay. that. I am. Oh. In, in what way? They're just they've been really good, when, except when, for the moments without were horrible the, the, that led the, to six goals for the the, the other glaring team. mistakes are in their net, but yeah. there 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 are moments when they're right there, and they'll go up a goal, and then a minute later they're tied again or they're down a goal yeah. and it is I, I don't think that they're that far off they just need to tighten up on on little things and yeah. he he can't get off the the now he's on my train here he can't get off of the bad changes and the too long and too tired and like if he if he can clean that up mm-hmm. I think he takes care of 30 40 percent of his of his issues right now I am in no position to argue that. I, I agree, Kip, that, that like that's a priority is details and getting everything tight because you know you can score. And if you're in good defensive positions, you know you can score. I just have watched this team go into the playoffs and watched how little breakdowns can kill you against seasoned NHL cup contenders like Tampa Bay. And, you know, all of a sudden you look at some of your guys in those positions and go, God, you just can't have and yuck out there or you just can't have whoever it is and it feels like there's six of those guys yeah. on the team right now so keep it tight you'll win more regular season games if we want to talk about season long things they're probably going to have to do some things in terms of changing their personnel 
Yeah, I, I, uh, if I'm out there as a Leaf fan, I, I wouldn't hold my breath just yet on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you that uh, he's he's trying right now. It's just seems too early right now for tree living. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know he's knocking on Calgary's door right now. Yeah, well, they play Friday night. They're coming and- to town. I imagine he you knows Craig Ta- Conroy yeah. fairly well. Yeah. Leave Tan Evans the door up yeah. and down. And, and yes. Can Calgary Nick, play tonight and lose for us? Yes. Nick Robertson has, is called up this week because mm. he's he's deserved it. But this is Calgary deeper than that. This is, this is building his stock up there and getting him in a position maybe to help you on the blue line. Hmm. So uh, since he's been back, it's... Hasn't he's, hurt him. He's been very good. He's looked the most like an NHLer he has. Oh, for sure. In those two games this year than so, he has ever before. God, yeah. watch him go that, that, forty goal guy. In that could goal, happen. No that, question. That goal won't help or won't hurt uh, Brad Tree Living. No. Uh, in a situation if Calgary needs him. Yeah. Needs some scoring. Yeah. Well, that that's one that I think Leafs fans have mentally parted ways with. I think a, a couple times, so I think they'd be okay with yeah. that if they could yeah. make that happen. But Calgary would have to get to a point where they're sellers. Yeah. It's a month uh, into the season. I hope. I hope they get there. All right, let's go. Uh, before we get to, uh, we should break. We're gonna break yeah, and then come back yeah. to Gord. Yeah. Oh my God, we got so much more. We even talk about Wooly talk the about, goalie. Yet. We're gonna talk about Wooly the goalie, and perhaps uh, the Leafs shopping for a goalie. Oh what? Uh, Stick around after the break. I'll tell you about it, J.B. Wow, what a tease. Love All right, more oh real Kipper and Bourne after these words. Get smarter when you listen to Hockey Talk, the Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into the Tim McAuliffe studio here at Sportsnet. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, and let's welcome in for the next 15 solid minutes. It's Stellectricity. Gordo, how are you? I am great, Kipper. Justin, how are you guys doing? Well, um, I think better than a lot in Leaf Nation. So uh, let me ask you something because... I think we've been seeing this movie before slow start and then last year i think the leafs went into november winning 13 of 16 something really ridiculous and all was good again how far is how far away is this club from <laughs> ripping off 13 of the next 16 oh boy yeah you know i mean kippy it's kind of like Whichever kid of yours, I know your kids did pretty well, I think, academically, but, you know, it's the same old thing that every year you're taking calculus and you hire a tutor and you get extra help. And it's the same thing when you get the report card at one point, you get excited and now you're hovering around a C or something. So uh, I and then all of a sudden you're supposed to get an 80 the next time around 13 out of 16. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't see that there has to be. But the whole point is. We, again, we're talking a level of consistency as far as the games go. And why can't they kick ass at home? Like, why can't you make Scotiabank Arena a difficult arena to come into, especially in the playoffs, compared to what whatever the kind of hockey we've seen there of late? Gord, 
Do you see a lot of the problems? You know, Keith had kind of gotten on his top guys for some of the defensive play uh, last game, or at least implied that, you know, what their output doesn't matter. Do you see the problem there? Kip and I were just yelling at each other. Do you see the problem in the bottom uh, part of the roster? What's the biggest issue with the Leafs' defensive woes here? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, two parts. When, when you talk about the bottom part of the roster, you realize you got big four forwards and basically everyone's new every year or two, yeah. which is kind of a problem. You don't have the Zach Hyman's and Connor Brown's and, you know, other guys coming up. But on the D, yeah, boy, oh boy, last year, uh, last year, Justin, there was that stretch. If you remember, when Morgan Riley got hurt, TJ Brody got hurt. Of course, Jake Muzzin was hurt pretty well all the season. And you thought... That was when, okay, they're going to be especially vulnerable, maybe have to go get some. And other guys like Giordano played really well. Morgan uh, Morgan Riley is when, you know, he played really well then. And, and they they stayed the course there. In this particular case, it just seems that uh, all of a sudden this year, Giordano getting more minutes uh, hasn't been the ticket. You know, you get a couple of D injured. And let's throw Connor Timmons in as the third D that's injured. I don't know how he could play or not, but at least he's a serviceable NHL defenseman. And, the new guys really weren't all that bad, but just the D as a whole has been lacking. And, you know, this this style they're playing right now, I think back a lot of years ago, Kip will remember, Justin probably too young, but, you know, Doug Carpenter had that team that won every game 8-6. Well, you can only do that for a, a year. That's got to be a team that's trying, you know, it's fun. But then after that, he got fired like 11, 12 games into the next season, and they had to bring in the Dave Ellis, the Jamie McCowans, the Bob Rouses, the Sylvan Lefebvre's that kind of, you know, stabilized the D for the great teams up front with Gilmore Anderchuk and company. So I just mean, like, we've always known that. They all, they've, they've doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down cap-wise on the forwards. And you're kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a bit chancy on the D side, particularly with the depth. When you talk about the, the goaltending, for me, Gord, I, it, on a list of priorities, uh, it's not the first or second place I'm looking at right now. But, uh, you know, with, with Wall, uh starting out of the gate like a house on fire and then maybe coming down uh, to earth a little bit here. Where do you see the goaltending moving forward? I really like Joe Wall. I really like Joe Wall moving forward. So I think they've got that one right. And again, when you go back to the D, we've talked about not developing goaltenders. It looks like Joe Wall they've had. They really haven't developed D from within. You know, Morgan Riley, hopefully Lilligren is that case. But on the goaltending side, they seem to have got it right. I know it wasn't his best game, to say the least, last night. I know Samsonov, you're talking about a guy that's had a, a difficult start, but a guy that was a, a decent goaltender last year. They got fortunate that Martin Jones was able to clear waivers early and is a guy with NHL experience if they need him depth-wise. But ideally, you want the tandem to play and play well. But as long as Joe Wall can give you the kind of goaltending Vegas got from kind of unknowns last year, you'll be fine. And, I, and I'm really big on him. I, I, I'm really bullish on him. And, and I think that's one thing that's good for the future. And that's one thing I don't worry about. You know, when you're looking at things that need to hold for the Leafs to be not just a playoff team, but competitive in the playoffs, you know, Mark Giordano is a guy who's been leaned on a lot here. They talked about using him less. They talked about backing off his minutes. And it just doesn't seem like they're able to give him that rest you know, how do you think they should be handling a guy like him who, you know, last night the puck goes in off his skate, but, you know, he's working his heart out out there. Um, but, boy, it's it's going to be tough for him to maintain this over 82 games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had bad luck last night as well. I mean, like, when you're looking ahead to the playoffs as well, you can really get – I mean, Chicago got by with three defensemen that one year. You know, you know they kind of snuck some guys on for odd shifts. I mean, mm. so if you have four – 
that are going well, you really shorten the bench, and a guy like Giordano would be some, well, someone playing a lot less minutes. But you're, you're right, Justin, as far as 82 games to play that amount, I'd like to see maybe give the new guys a little bit more. I thought they've looked okay. I know they're kind of no-names for people. You don't, you don't have the wow thing about somebody coming up with a lot of NHL experience, but you're kind of stuck with that. Uh, you're, you know, I... Um, the D, D never become available on the waiver wire. Okay, if, you, if anyone's got a half decent defenseman, they hang on to them. I know Brad Treliving has had a history of uh, good D, whether it's trading them or drafting them with the or signing them as free agents with the Calgary Flames. But, you know, we can't keep thinking the remedy is always going to be a trade or, or somebody new. So, you know, like, like Sheldon, Sheldon Keith pretty candid last night about it. It's just as a team, it's not good out. They got to see what the Boston Bruins lose two elite players who retire. And all of a sudden, because people buy into that system, they're where we thought the Toronto Maple Leafs would be. Like six years ago, we thought the Toronto Maple Leafs would supplant the Boston Bruins. And here we are six years later. And what's the big reason? Because they're buying into that kind of that kind of team defense system. We're talking to Gord Stellick, 590, the fans, Leaf analyst and former general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Gord, uh, there, there was a real sense when he signed the UFAs this summer, uh, led by Ryan Reeves, that there was going to be a, a different feel, a different look. Um, the term snot was used by uh, the general manager, Brad, Brad Tree Living. Uh, where are you in, in terms of that? And will it ever get to the place that we first thought it would get to to start the season? Well, you, you don't want a bunch of Nick Ritchie's. And uh, Nick Ritchie, at least there was Michael Bunting that was able to seize the opportunity. And Nick Ritchie, it never was. Uh, we know, like David Clarkson years ago, wasn't. Like in Calgary, will Jonathan Huberto? And that's a big, big one ever be able to fit in. It's And so we've seen snippets. It's encouraging that Bertuzzi gets an even strength goal. You know, Domi's had a bit unevenness about games. But again, yeah, so it, it's been disappointing so far. The big worry now about Klingberg, because you knew what he was and having to play more ice time. And if you're not buying into a team def- defensive system, he's being he's going to be exposed a little bit more in, in that regard. So, you know, that that's... Uh, Reeves does what he Reeves doing what he's supposed to do, but that fourth line was like minus five, right? The first six or seven games. That's something they got to try to try to avoid. I mean, you almost you almost want a guy like we're we're looking big. These guys have all had a big seasons before. Domi played really well as a playoff addition the last two years. You know, reclaimed his career. Bertuzzi a bit of a wild card. That thirty goals was a couple of seasons ago with Detroit. But you almost want someone to play like Mason Raymond did that one year. Okay, now that was a non-playoff team, but he came for one year, got nineteen goals. And just kind of fit in. And right now, we're not getting that kind of fit. And, you know, part of the problem, Kippy, is you realize that every year or two, it's really, uh, there, there isn't continuity because you've got the big four and there's not a lot of continuity on the third or fourth lines that Tampa Bay and Boston have a few more that have been around for a couple of years. Well, is it reasonable to expect that, you know, because there's so many new guys that if if left alone, this team could just gel? Like, you know, I'm been sitting here today saying changes 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 you know is it possible that there's so many new guys everyone gets comfortable they find a role and everything just kind of comes together absolutely justin absolutely okay. yeah you know it's just a it's a, it's like look at 24 hours ago because of the game monday everything was great in toronto when ottawa was full of gloom and doom and here we are a day later ottawa wins a big game happy days are here again and we're back to this reevaluating about the maple leafs and you know you've got to when you go out and sign certain players, you've got to try to put them in situations to give them a chance to have success. And they, you know, when they put Bertuzzi on the big line, they're certainly doing that. You also have to have the toughest thing to have is patience. And you have to have that to a degree. But you also have to identify sometimes if it's not working out. 
and only you know you know within when you're breaking things down about what's you know what's going on or not but yeah like everybody whether whatever kind of job it is needs some kind of time to see where they can find their niche hey look ottawa puts a new line together last night and those three just had a you know a, a nice kind of gel and you know i'm not saying you keep putting lines in the blender all the time but just that's what you have to look at and you, you do have to give it a chance the tough part is we're in toronto okay and there's expectations now and there's a lot and there's a lot of scrutiny and as the clock keeps ticking all of a sudden you know you're at the 25 game mark and it still hasn't happened and it gets more and more difficult and there's more and more pressure uh, I want to talk to you about this uh, that that pressure because you've lived it uh, as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs and the schedule is not getting any easier Calgary uh, tomorrow night Vancouver Saturday night uh, like where where do you think their sense of urgency is this to to kind of turn this around now because uh we've heard the boo birds out there gord for this hockey club and yeah you don't want that to snowball do you no and kippy i'm breaking the news on your show um sweeping changes coming sweeping changes coming to the front office just so you know a complete change we're going to go back 40 years and uh that's what's going to be coming the next couple of days wow look at gord yeah, you you I think have... I had a tough night the night before. I was twenty three years old. I think I had a tough night, but still a good looking guy. But no, anyway, no, no, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, you haven't lost one hair. <laughs> it is incredible. You, it's, <laughs> well, you, you got a great lettuce, my friend. I well, I, I should eat more lettuce too. That, that gets <laughs> but you know, the the pressure is you got to think now, Sheldon Keith. You know, the, the big, like the biggest thing is you see when Lindy Ruff all of a sudden gets a new contract, there's there's not so much pressure. He's unafraid to bench a few guys and, and try things. Um, I think Sheldon Keefe has a little bit more confidence in that regard. I, you understand if you're coaching the Toronto Maple Leafs about the pressure. Brad Treliving, been in a Canadian market as well. You know, you've got to think that ownership doesn't seem to put pressure on them. They're, you know, you, you almost think, you know, when I saw Michael Anlauer last week in Ottawa, I go, can we get that the odd time with the Toronto Blue Jays or the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like, can we get that? Can we bring out, you know, like, you know, I know that's the old time owners and that, but I don't know, just sometime, you know, you want, you want to, you want to hear that they give a bleep. I know they do, but you know, fans, you know, want to hear that a bit. I mean, Pat Quinn had more of that when he was around. So, but, but the pressure part is that's something they can't succumb to. They've got to look at, you know, pers- but, and like Sheldon, he said, you got to get the basics. You got, you can't, these core four are exciting. I love the games, but if they're going to do all the scoring and you don't do enough defense, you're not making the kind of strides that make you better as a team and better in the playoffs. So there's just that pressure all the time, but it seems like you know, Kyle Dubas certainly had the support of ownership all those years, just one playoff rounds, one play, one, one playoff round and that. So that's more pressure if you got someone leaning on you all the time with those kinds of expectations. They They seem to you know, give them, give them a, a long, 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 long leash to see what they can do and try to figure it out. Gord, you mentioned Kyle Dubas. Uh, one of the things that he did well, in my opinion, was he cut bait when he made mistakes. You know, he was able to say, Richie's not working, I'm going to get rid of him. Peter Brazic's not working, let's just tape a pick to him and get him out of here. Like, got rid of the mistakes, which, you know, I know some people didn't like the cost, but it didn't stay on the team hurting you. How hard is that for a general manager? Like, for Tree Living right now to go, I got to get rid of Klingberg I just signed, or Reeves I just, like, can he even do it and, and save face? Well, the tough one with those is they cost draft picks and, you know, and uh, 
Uh, I, I know Patrick Marlowe was a Lou Lamorella trade. It cost you a first-round pick, and you know eventually those accumulate that you've got. That was Seth Jarvis, who's not a bad NHL player right now for Carolina. So that's only the little bit of the downside is I don't mind getting rid of the mistake, but when you got to you know, swing a trade with Chicago and involves a first-round pick or what have you to try to get rid of the contract, that becomes even more problematic. The good thing is these guys just having one year. Okay, they're all on one-year deals. So you're not stuck beyond that. And, you know, really, uh, if if they don't work out at all, it, it's not like they're a cap problem next year, whatever. I mean, Klingberg last year, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but he was a trade deadline pickup by another team. And, you know, you wonder if they ha have might, might have it that way. But, I mean, that's bloom and doom if you're thinking in that regard. But I do agree about you cannot be totally always sold on your players. And you kind of get pissed off at the coach, not, not making them look good. Darn it, they're going to play. They're going to play better. You know, you got to say, you know what? It's not working out. You're right. You're right about that, Justin. It's not working out. And, you know, Kyle certainly did that in a few cases. I agree. And uh, I don't think Brad Dribbling should be ready to do that yet. But again, and Nick, Nick Ritchie was another one because he signed multiple years that it cost you something to move them. But these ones would be a little bit easier. Gord, always a pleasure having you on our show. Have a, a great time. All, uh, Hall of Fame weekend. Not All-Star. That'll be yeah. here and soon hey, enough. Yeah. Congrats on the Look. book, too. Tell us about Revival. Yeah, Revival. Here. Be real quick here. Another time. This is what this team needs. This is like that 77, 78 Leafs. Anyway, it's about uh, the 1970s, putting together all that team. You know, it all came about because of last weekend, Borea Somming's visit and how iconic he was and how well he was received. And Damian Cox, myself, we said, hey, you know, Daryl Sittler's like that. Tiger Williams is like that. Lanny McDonald is. So we talked to them, talked to Mike Palmatier, Ian Turnbull. It's just that it led up to that great year in 77, 78 when they beat the New York Islanders. And then it all came apart after. So uh, really pleased how it turned out. I uh, appreciate the mention there, Justin. And uh, I know a lot of people have books out. I saw I can't read on the other time, but uh, hopefully you consider that one for the Christmas season. I think it's a good read. Awesome stuff. Stelectricity. Thanks, man. Appreciate See it. Guys. Thanks. Gord Stelic. You don't remember that series, do you? 77, 78? Yeah, vividly. And it was in the front row. <laughs> yeah, in your mom's womb? Yeah, not yet. Yeah, so, mine too. 78, 79? Mine too. Well, okay. so, you know, I have made the analogy about the Islanders to the Leafs and getting through whatever. It was the Leafs that upset these very yeah. good Islanders that weren't Lanny, tough enough to get through. Yeah. Overtime goal. Yeah, there you go. I was at Ross Helprin's house at a party. <laughs> Ross. Dr. Ross to you. Okay. My neighbors made it big. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh huh. If he goes on waivers, does he get claimed? Boy, I, I just think in the salary cap situation so many teams are in, I just don't think he does. I mean, lots of teams want, want D help, but I just don't think they do. Gibby? I think it's highly unlikely. <laughs> Again, uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. First of all, I, I, is there one contending team out there that would add his salary right now? You just have to say, is there a team that can't score, you know, that wants to up their, their too low event? Like, the Flames don't score a ton. Yeah. Do they want a Sharks. guy who can run the power play and Sharks uh, give up more goals against? Hey, quickly. You said about a goalie before he went to break. Yeah, listen, um, I think the Leaf management team is waking up today, and I, 
I don't think that they've lost total confidence in anything in uh, between the nets, but you got to really practically look at this right now between, you know, where Samsonov is and where is he, where he's been since training camp. And, you know, how do you dig him out of this? And, and where is he mentally here? And if, if things don't turn around fairly, so you got to make some hard decisions here. Yeah on whether or not you think you might have to go out and get another goalie. You cannot leave Joseph Wall in this scenario for 70 more games when you're trying to get Samsonov you need mentally and physically yeah. ready. There's and no that's an issue okay. right now. Mm-hmm. And if, he's, if Samsonov can come back and be that guy and they can work together, then wonderful. But if he can't and he continues to struggle... Then you've got to start looking around, and, and one team that's out there that has a bit of a three-headed monster includes the Calgary Flames. Now, Dustin Wolf is yeah. the next great goalie. Called who's, up today. Who's supposed to be out of the league, who just got called up today. And Vladar is out there at, at $2, two million And, you know, mm. would that be of interest to the Leafs if they can't straighten out Samsonov? Yeah, it just, you know... We'll, I think it would be what kills me is the idea of you just want one of them to work out because you don't want to spend assets there when you have so many other yeah, goals. But, you know, it's like uh, when they traded, November what was becomes, the guy they traded for Riddick. November like, oh, becomes Riddick. December. Yeah. December becomes January. You're right. And then you I'll take Vladar. Woo. All right. I'm exhausted. And we're only halfway through our show. That's for the Leafs deal. <laughs> we go national after the break. Plenty more. What do we have in the uh, second hour? Bob Soffer. Bob Oiler talk. We're baby. going Oilers tonight. A very dangerous game. We'll tell you all <laughs> about it in the next hour. Stick around.